You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to the Voice to the Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go! What's good, radio family? It's your boy, the Psalmist Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network keeps getting hotter, and we have that Holy Ghost smoke just for you. Sundays is the return of TPV Rebirth with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, at 2 p.m. Central. Followed by Mondays in the Fam Nation, exclusively on Clubhouse at 8.15 a.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Wastes of Life with author and speaker Deanne Lubrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5.15 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, the hottest interview on the planet, the exclusive interview with your truly the Psalmist voice by booking only. Saturdays, Saturdays buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Followed by the locker room with Coach D every second and fourth Saturday at 4 p.m. Look us up on Facebook, also on Twitter, and our YouTube channel, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and walk with us, family. Let's go! Hey, what's up? This is Carlton Luizon from Trinidad and Tobago, and you are listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let me go, let me go, let me go! and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, I'm working 
follow you
It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. You are now in the locker room. And I'm Coach D, and I'm thankful you're here today. We began our show a little different, just a little bit different today because, you know, I was really, the Lord really put up that song on my heart by Todd Dunleavy because, you know, today's topic is going to be a serious one. It's going to be a tough one, but it's going to be one that when you listen to this today, you will get breakthrough. I promise you that. And I just thank God that I have a an amazing engineer, uh, as well as Coach Newton, a.k.a. the Psalmist Voice, Pastor Chris. You know, he's just done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Well, in case you didn't know, today is November the 13th, 2021. And let me tell you a secret. 2020 didn't kill you and you didn't die up till now. So you're going to make it and you're going to make it through. Where the world will have looked, to put a lot of things on you, you are going to make it through. And guess what? We only got a few more days. We got less than, than, than uh, um, 60 days to the new year. So you might as well get tightened up so we can get forward and, 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 and get it in. But we've got something on the hot plate for you today. I got somebody with a hot mic. One of you coaches got a hot mic. Amen. Amen. Well, we got a doozy for you today. We are going to kick some demons in the butt. We're going to shape you up, and we're going to get you back out on that playing field in winning form. And I'm talking about the playing field of life. Because I'm so tired of men getting beat up, drugged, and just not having a chance. Today, we're going to give you something for your pocket that you can put in your pocket and that you can take with you and you can pull it out when you need it. But I don't want to get too excited and firing it because I got to get my shout-outs out the way. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for being just awesome, just just being just amazing and not slowing down and not only bringing me up but bringing the men up that are around me. I want to give a shout-out to my amazing, wonderful wife, for being here and, and allowing her to be, or God allowing her to be in my life as she ministers to me. My queen, she is the queen of this home. And I want to give a shout out to my coaches, Coach Newton, Coach Coleman, Coach Lash, Coach Tut. You know, these guys are amazing, and I just thank God for each and every one of these brothers. And I got to give a shout out to Mighty Men's Training Institute, Coach Small, and that group over there that's have been doing an amazing job, and just a phenomenal job. You got to get out there. You can search their website, Mighty Men's Training Institute. They've got a, a lot of resources that is available that will definitely help you. I know, I'm telling you firsthand, not something I heard, but something I know because I'm there each and every day pulling on them guys for the strength and knowledge and wisdom and allow God to use them in my life. And I want to give a shout-out to you that are here listening today. I want to give a shout-out to you because 
you chose this today to come and listen to us. And I just want you to get everything that God has in store for you today. Because you are truly, each and every one of you listening today are truly a blessing to me and all the coaches. And I can't forget my Men of Purpose group. These guys have been partnering along with me for the last three years. And they've just been really amazing. And wow, you know, it doesn't seem like three years. But yeah, we've been three years in now. And these guys are still here with me. Nobody has dropped off, fell off. We're still trucking ahead. And I thank God for each and every one of them. Well, that's my shout-out. This next guy, this next coach I'm bringing up, me and him have been laboring for a minute now. And, you know, I've got to know this guy. Not only do I call him pastor, but I'm blessed to be able to call him friend. That's Pastor Coach Newton. You out there, sir. You like any shout-outs you like to get out? Oh, yeah. Got to give a shout-out. To the locker room and the coaches this Saturday afternoon, this subject is going to get the personal foul whistle. Well, I don't know about you, coaches, but I know for me, I'll probably, as always, get ejected from the game. But it's for a worthy cause because I'm sick and tired of the devil wreaking havoc on men that has been called for this season and this time so Mm. you have to excuse me i still have some rollover from the last show so again the whistle is already on standby to get coach newton kicked (laughs) out the game but anyway (laughs) god bless God bless all of the TPV Radio family. As you know, uh, thank God we've been nominated again for another award here in the state of Texas. Hallelujah. uh, The Texas Excellence Gospel Music Awards. Yes, it's a lot. You can vote multiple times, once every day, but you got to vote for everybody. Unfortunately, it's okay. That's all right. But I'm just... I just thank God for just the little riffles. I'm not getting all, you know, out bent out of shape. I thank God for we're finally getting traction and people are listening to the ministry. Not the man. Amen. Not all this stuff, but the ministry. From every minister, every man and woman that broadcasts on this platform. I thank God for all of you because without you, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network would be nothing. Just saying. So, shout out to my family, CJ Tajanique, Jalen Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. Also, got to give a shout out and blessing to my wife. God bless you, baby. Also, I got to give a shout out to all of you once again. Thank you so very much for tuning in. We're streaming all over the place. We're streaming uh, Facebook Live right now on three different pages. If you're not following those pages, Peach to TPV Radio, The Real TPV Fam, and my personal page, Christopher TPV Newton Sr. Also, YouTube channel, The Simon's Voice Radio Network, and Twitter, The Simon C. And also... 
on all NTV and also channel 43tv.com. Yeah, we are doing it. And I got to apologize to Coach Mike. I'm getting behind. Just saying. But anywho, I'm done because I got like 12 lists and we don't have that kind of time. So, Coach, back to you. Amen, amen, amen. You know, this next coach that that I'm going to introduce to you is this guy, man, we've been rocking just, we just met this year, but there was such a kindred spirit that we had when we met, and this is my brother. I love this guy. I just think he's amazing. I just love what God is doing and continuing to do in his life. And when I asked him, you know, to come and labor alongside, he didn't say, let me pray about it, let me think about it. He says, when you're ready. And I love his energy. I love I love everything that he does. Coach Lass, you out there. We got Coach Lass here today. I believe he's here, 5174 or 1060. No, that's you. And... Nine, ninety-seven, eighty-six. I think that's oh, Coach Andy in here today, huh? No, sir. I think it might be Coach Todd. I think he's in the building. Oh, I didn't think he was going to be here. Oh, that's Coach Small that's on today. <laughs> oh, okay. But he's going to—he's going to—he's going to kind of, kind of be observing today. Amen. Amen. Well, hey. <laughs> well, maybe he uh, he'll stop in a little later, uh, Coach Andy. Oh, he just said. But I gotta hey. bring this next guy. I'm sorry. No, I said he just said hey. Oh, oh, Andy. <laughs> Is he out there? No, no, I said Coach Balls. Oh. He just said hey. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, you got any shout-outs, Coach Small, while you're here? Absolutely, man. Um, I'm just, um, I'm, as we were talking earlier, I'm just excited, man. You guys have been, you know, ministering, been um, impacting men for years and years. And, it's, you know, just an honor just to see what you guys are, you know, be a part of what you're doing and really position ourselves. Like you said, we're about to go into 20. 22, man, and it's, um, yeah, we've been going through a few things, but um, last I checked, when we got to the end of the script, we realized that we won, so we're up 20 points right now, so I'm excited, man, we're getting ready to kick a field goal and run it back, man, so I'm excited, let's go. Yeah, buddy, Uh uh-oh, we lost you, coach. Amen, amen, amen. You know, Coach Small, that's, that's man, yeah, I mean, our roots run deep. That's my brother. And uh, I think somewhere along the line we share the same, well, I know we share the same DNA. And uh, <laughs> I just love him and his wife over there, his wife Tracy. They've just been doing it. And they've been in the long haul, man, and, and they're just amazing people over okay? there. Well, his next coach, I know he's out there. He's jumping at the bit. I'm telling you, he is the epitome. Every time I hear him minister, 
I just get something out of it. And he keeps the bar raised for me. I'm just saying. This guy comes on, and if, if, if you're going to be a following act for this guy, you're going to have to raise the bar because God is doing some amazing things in his life. Coach Coleman, you out there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. How you do? Hey, good to be with you. All right, all right. Hey, just want to give a shout-out today for God's greatness and for him being in my life. For there's no one else like him. He's still all in all, and I'm grateful for him being all in all. And uh, I want to just continue to give a shout-out not only to him, but I give a shout-out to my church family. Give a shout-out also, most importantly, to my queen, my queen, my one and only queen, I tell you, she continues to pump me up, and if not be my biggest fan, amen, and I thank God for her. Shout out to all my children. My oldest has his birthday on the day. I thank God for that. He's been a gracious God, kind God, and how he's continued to prosper him. So I want to give a shout out to all, to both my sons, CJ and Eli, and then definitely want to give a shout out to all those around that uh, just chose to tune in on today. Uh, and to be uh, ever-present and have a mind to just just tune in with God. So I want to say that in Mighty Men's Training Institute, obviously want to be on the air, and I I think we already got a shout-out for making sure that we get some things out on all-in TV. So I want to give a shameless plug for that, just to give everybody an idea that you can come tune in and see some things happen. And uh, just grateful grateful to God for greater things happening in our lives. Uh, that being said, I'll turn it back over to you. And I think we have Coach Lass on the line, Coach. All right. Uh-oh. Where's Coach? Coach D. I'm online, Coaches. Uh, there you sorry. go. Yep. <laughs> I had a little technical difficulty here trying to, I didn't remember I was on mute. But, uh, yeah, it's great to be here, and uh, thank you guys. It's, uh, just looking forward to another day in the locker room. And uh, just uh, a couple shout-outs, really, to Mighty Men Training Institute. And Coach D, I just thank you for uh, all that you do, getting to work with you every day. It's just been a, such a blessing and uh, just uh, encouragement. And uh, I just look forward to this as well so uh hanging out with uh Amen. all the coaches and so uh just a shout out to you guys and uh our lord and savior jesus christ may the grace of the lord jesus be with you all and with us all and uh then uh as well to my wonderful wife renee so thank you sir amen 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 all right before we get rocking and rolling here i do want to take a moment and ask a favor of each and every one of you that you will remember the Bilbo family and your thoughts and prayers. Uh, brother Bilbo is a good brother of mine. And just recently, I just heard today that they were um, having his mother's funeral. And Brother Bilbo is an awesome, awesome man of God. I mean, I want to get him on the locker room so he can share his testimony because today is the reason why we're having this show and this title today, that we can have the strength like Brother Bilbo. So God bless you, Brother Bilbo. We're praying for you. Our thoughts and prayers. 
um, is always with you, sir. And we just pray God's peace and strength over your life as you continue to move on. Amen. All right. That's it. Shout out out the way. Come in, get down, kneel down, and, and listen up because we got a doozy here for you today. You are now in the locker room. I'm Coach D with the coaches here. And we want to talk to you today and, and, and get your Bibles ready. I don't know whether you got your, your, your turning pages, you got it on your phone, your tablet, your iPad, computer. It doesn't matter. But we want the Word of God in front of you today because this is some stuff that we're going to hit. And it's going to hit some deep roots. And it's going to hit some things that we know. Once you digest this, you're going to start getting strength. Have you been feeling like that? Have you been feeling like it seems like you've been trying to do all the right things and everything is coming at you at all sides and it's not letting up, it's hot and heavy? Because the day's title is, Why Shouldn't I Just Quit? I'm doing everything that you're telling me to. I'm reading the word, I'm praying, but it doesn't seem to be effective. Why shouldn't I just quit? What is the purpose of me going on? And when God gave me and the coaches this series, this is a hard series, but it's one that we as men, we have to dive into. See, because I'm going to tell you this secret, and I want you to write this down. I want you to memorize it or do whatever you got to do, is you never question God, but you always ask God questions. That's the difference. We're not going to question the will of God, but there's nothing wrong with asking the question. And this is one of those hard questions that we're asking God today, and we're going to minister you today, why you should hang in there. Because we know you have that question, why shouldn't I quit? Because if you have a pulse, you know life is challenging. This thing called life is challenging. It has its pitfalls, it has its canyons, it has its craters, and it has its good times. But what do you do when it seems like you're doing everything we ask you to do, everything your preachers, your pastors ask you to do, everything that you've been ministered, you've been trying to do, but it never seems to get any traction and you can't get it together. So why do it? Why shouldn't I quit? And we're going to come at you today and we're going to tackle this hard topic and we're going to put something that you can take and put in your pocket and you can go on and pull it out when you need it. Because, see, the thing about it is, and let's, let's address the first thing, coaches. I want you to turn to John 16 and 23. Chapter, uh, this is going to be St. John. Chapter 16 and 23. We're going to get right in the word right away. Because, see, the word is the only thing that can shore us up. The truth is the only thing that can keep us focused. And moving forward, 16, chapter 16 and verse 33. Now, this is Jesus saying in chapter 16, verse 33. I'll give you a few more seconds to get there because we want to make sure you read this for yourself. 
And if you got a highlighter, highlight it, underline it, whatever you got to do. I want you to memorize this verse because this verse is really going to set the tone as we move forward. 16 and 33 says, "These, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, coaches, the thing I want to shake loose right now is that mindset or or perception that once I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, everything was going to be easy. Life was going to stop being tough. I was going to have a smooth road from here on out. I wasn't going to have to go through some of the things I did when I was in the world. Everything is just going to be hunky-dory, and I'm just going to slide through this thing and into eternity without a scratch, mark, or blemish on me. Coach Newton, what is wrong yes, with that sir. thinking? Come on, let's get with him. Let's, let's change some mindsets here. Talk to him. Well, I think the biggest problem over the years is the fact that we have been too technical. What do, what do I mean? Well, we as men have the ability and the capacity to learn so much, so many different skill sets, so many different biblical aptitudes that we gain over, the, over our life. But I think the one element we've lost since Genesis is the relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, the relationship with Jesus Christ was the foundation of man before Eve. Now, the fall came because Adam ultimately was disobedient and broke the relationship between him and God. So, Y'all can do your own study on that theory at your own time, but it makes sense. Because when we go in this life as men, we always tend to have problems having valid relationships with other men. Now, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just making this all up. But I think we have relational Issues. So when we don't have a relationship that's founded by God first, the first thing we want to do is quit and run. Uh oh. Well, why should we not quit? It's easy to do that, coach. I mean, everyone else is doing it. Why can't I do it? Well, Here's the problem. You are a royal priesthood, meaning you are the head, meaning you are the best friend, the road dog, ace boon coon of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, he goes hard for the paint for us, but we've stopped that. So we're so quick to give up and lose hope 
But what we need to understand is what gives the man power, the stronger relationship that he has with Jesus Christ, the stronger he'll be able to overcome the obstacles that are in this natural life, including your personal issues, including Pookie and JJ and your cousin, including your marriage. Uh-oh. Ooh, I shouldn't touch that one. Let, let me keep going. Um, also, Come on. including Come on. Your, 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 your boss, um, and you feel that you need to get promoted, but see, sometimes God has an alternate plan. See, when God shifts some things in our life, gentlemen, he wants his time. We get so busy with stuff that we Push our relationship to the side, and then when life happens, we're ready to throw in the towel. Why? Because we put so much emphasis on the work instead of the relationship. Now, the work's going to come, but God's going to give you a clearer plan, a clearer direction, a clearer and concise plan uh, in motion in your stuff that you juggle as a man in your everyday life. I've learned this because as I grew my relationship with God, I died more to my emotions and to what I thought was right. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But I'm telling you, the more you engage in your relationship with God, the better you will be. In this life, and you won't have to worry mm. about quitting when the going gets tough. The game, mm. Coach, back to mm. you. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. You know, because there, there's so many things that I guess that have been misunderstood or taught wrong, but. Anytime you allow your emotions to be the driving force, then you're going to have issues and problems. But Coach Andy, as Jesus said in 1633, these things I have spoken to you. Now, this is Jesus talking. He's saying, look, I've told you these things, that in me you will have peace. But in the world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Coach Andy, how do we get that mixed up? How does that cause us to want to hold on to, but we still quit and want to throw in the towel? We have that question. Help us out, Coach Andy. Talk to us. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you know, I really like the way uh, Coach Newton uh, talked about how we uh, – don't have that relationship and so that peace that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding comes from him um but what happens is we get our eyes off jesus and you know i'm brought back to the story where uh peter had enough uh, faith to step out of the boat but uh he took his eyes off of jesus and began to sink mm. and really it's that way in our in our life we just uh uh, if we can keep our uh, feet on the cornerstone of Christ, our eyes on him, yeah. we will overcome all of these things. 
um, because he has overcome it. We overcome it through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things through him. So it's just yeah. uh, it really Coach Newton nailed it on the head when he said it's about that relationship with Christ. And if we think we have to do it on our own, um, we will and, and we'll be overwhelmed by the tribulations. But when we keep our eyes on Christ, uh, he he's our strength. He's he gets us through those things. So. Back at you, Coach. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, Coach Coleman, man, I, I, I'm hearing what you guys are saying. This is what the what the question is coming in. I hear what you guys are saying, and I've been doing all these things. I've been I've, I've I've been praying. I've been going to church. I've been reading my Bible. But it still seems so hard. What's the point? Why don't I just quit? Help him off the ledge, Coach Coleman. Come on, talk to him. I think the first thing is a law of expectation. To consider that you would get something great by doing something or nothing is not mature. To consider wow. that you would somehow manage to acquire something of great value when you did no work for it or it didn't cost you anything is not mature. Spiritually, as well as even in the natural, it is understood that you have to persevere if you are to acquire that which you desire. And a lot of times we have been sold a bill of goods within the kingdom don't throw a flag, Coach Newton. We've been st- sold a bill of goods <laughs> in the kingdom that things should just be easy, uh, that things are just going to happen. But let me put it to you this way. I believe Brother Paul said that he had a thorn in his flesh, but God yeah. said, my grace is sufficient. So let's first consider the simple fact that there is, there are things in your life that you're just going to need the grace of God for. As a matter of fact, how would we put it this way? You've been graced for the challenge. You've been graced mm. by God for the challenge. So to understand that this is in and of itself, uh, a, a, it is a struggle. But when we decide to give it over to Jesus, in our weakness, we are made strong through him. So we have to understand he, he wants us to discover our weaknesses, that we might discover even more strength in him when we're with him. So I, there is an opportunity here to become even more in tune with God by discovering that God doesn't just allow you to go in the fire, but he gets in the fire with you. So, you Amen. know, if you, if you, re, you recognize the boy's got in the fire, but God didn't leave him in the fire. He didn't let them stay in the fire all by themselves. He was so he was so much in love with them that he decided to go in the fire with them. So the, the understanding here is that if I could probably give you some scriptures um, that actually says that the, a diligent hand shall be made fat. It, it goes on right, right. Uh, throughout Proverbs that continue to tell you that over and over again that it is because you do uh, what God has asked of you, that there are going to be some difficult times and you're going to face those giants, but the giant is meant to help you overcome. So I will say again and again that the hall, the, shoot, what is it? The, um, the, the uh, hall of faith is made with people who chose to persevere. 
It even goes on in mm-hmm. Scripture says, with patience, with patience they achieve these things. Through faith right. and patience they achieve these things. And sometimes we just think it's faith. But there are times where you don't just need faith. You need faith and patience because patience is endurance. So we need to be prepared to endure the hard times. And you know if you hold out, you will win. Nine, look, I'm going to tell you, even with some of, the, even some of the mentors that I've been around, they said most people win because they don't quit. Most people win because they yeah. don't quit. It is you, look one thing for certain, and I think we've heard it time and time again. It, it is certain that you will lose if you quit, but if you don't quit, you may win. And I believe in Christ, we will always win. So I just want to turn that back over you uh, and say specifically that it is a challenge to do the will of God, but there is a reward in exercising and being obedient. So watch out, watch out, watch out. Look for something great coming your way. Amen. Woo! Good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, You know, hey, if you didn't really get the gist of what the coaches were saying, I'm going to put it on the floor because I think this needs to be said. It's going to hit you right between the eyes. I'm not worried about that. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to knock you back a step or two. But what is overall being coaches is this. It's okay to have that question, but that question shouldn't consume you. That question should motivate you because what that question comes from is a lack of maturity. I'm just being real. I'm just being real because Coach Coleman hit it right on the head. Those words, perseverance and endurance, are only the ones that the mature can eat on. See, because if you're immature, you're not going to be able to eat that, and you're going to want a diet that is going to be suited to what you believe and what you feel, and typically that's going to be to quit. Mm. But only the mature. And how do you get mature? You have to spend time with the Lord in the Word. What I said earlier about, hey, I'm reading my word, I'm doing these things, I'm praying, but it's still tough. I'm not talking about reading the word. I'm talking about spending time in the word. There's a difference. You can read a book. You can take a book and you can read it and you can probably come back and answer some questions that you thought you understood. But the thing about we've got to know about the Bible, and I'm going to readdress this again if you're listening. The Bible just isn't a book. The Bible is living. And what it is is when we take and spend time, we're dissecting out of this living thing where we can get to infuse in our life that's going to help us grow and mature. Case in point, First Thess- or Second Thessalonians, I'm going to be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and I'm going to read, I got to read 3 and 4 together because they kind of go together, but I want you to listen to this. Now, this is 2 Thessalonians, this is the the epistle of the Apostle Paul, right, 
writing to the church in Thessalonica. I know I'm going to say this wrong. Thessalonica. And this is what he said to them. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. Now, he's talking about, he's commending them about their faith. And the love of everyone of you all abounds towards each other. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God in your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. So Apostle Paul was admonishing them and saying, hey, look, we heard about how you've grown up in this faith. We heard about how mature and strong you are. And we're just admonishing you because we know that it's not the only way that you can get this is the personal relationship and spending time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, just think about this. I'm talking about getting to know, reading the word, getting to know. What if you just ever, if you're married or or your fiancé thinking about getting married, what if your significant other, the only communication you ever have with them was over the phone or maybe text messages? You cannot learn what you need to learn. The way you learn the most about that individual is spending quality, purposeful time with them. When you can look them in the eye, when you can feel their breath on you, that's when you learn the most about that person. And we have that same opportunity. You're probably saying, well, Coach D, Man, I can't look into Jesus' eyes. I, I can't I can't see him right there. Well, that's not true. Yes, you can. Every time you open the word, the word was made flesh. That is Jesus. The word was made flesh. So he is the word. And every time we read it and digest it, we 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 take that and infuse it in our lives. But that's only these words, endurance and perseverance is only for the mature. Coach News, man, I got to slow down. I'm just getting excited. Come on. (laughs) Maturity. Personal foul. (laughs) Number 56 on the offense. Hit the player on the ground. It's a 15-yard penalty for previous five. Replay third down. See, I told you. We got the referee on standby. Uh, Yeah. Maturity and see, see, I can talk about this because you know I'm, you know I'm still fairly young. I'm a young pastor and I'm learning a lot of stuff about being mature. And Coach D knows this about me. Now, Coach Chris wasn't always reserved. Wasn't always calm, wasn't always cool or collective when it came to adversity in his life. Yep. Uh oh. What? Real? What? Are you uh, really? Not you, Pastor Chris. Well, yeah. Uh, the maturity that I had then, I wasn't ready. Why? I didn't put enough time in my relationship with God to grow me up. Uh Uh-oh. 
wait, wait, wait. You saying you wasn't mature? Absolutely. See, there's some things that I've learned in growing. And when you can be real with what you don't have, what you lack, and what you are willing to sacrifice to get that, then things get a little easier in life. Oh, that sounds great and wonderful, but uh, mm-hmm. how did you actually do do it, do it? Like, did you, you know, have a little drink, drink on the side? No, actually, it took a lot of sweat, tears, sacrifice, and putting this big thing that seems to be every man's kryptonite. You want to know what that is? It's called Come on. pride. Uh-oh. Woo! Yeah, I'm not in trouble. Yeah. Personal foul. I'm sorry. Number 56 I, on the offense. Brett, Brett, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get the flag. But uh, this pride seems to get us stuck as men. See, even when it comes to other men trying to be support systems to us, we kind of put that pride in the way because you can't see me being exposed, coaches. Mm -hmm. You can't see me being soft. You can't see me crying or feeling a little kind of, something over a situation I'm dealing with, I'm supposed to always be the Superman of the situation. Well, I got news for you. Not every day you can be Superman. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bust your bubble. And not every time, every day, you need to be macho, watcho, like they say in in uh, one of my favorite mu- movies, uh, Meek the Fockers. It's a funny movie. But anyway, uh, we always want to be so funny. Like, we always want to be so hard. We always want to be mm-hmm. so impenetrable, coach. And this is what stops us from reaching our full potential. And when we get to the hardest point of life, we are ready to mm-hmm. quit. Why? Because we did not put our pride down first. We did not ask God to give us the reason or give us the renewal or give us the new heart not to lose the original heart that I had. Uh, the big goal of a believer is not to lose what? heart, right? Second Corinthians chapter 4, yeah. right? When you have your time, mm-hmm. read it. But see, in a believer's life, we have to keep going and keep trusting in God. We can get Ooh. so easily distracted by the things in front of us, our smartphones, our fishing with the guys, with going to the football mm. game, even though sometimes there's nothing wrong with going to a football game, but that's not the point. See, we have to understand that we fail to see the bigger picture. Uh Uh-oh. See, Mm. we're so quick.
to just give it up that we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh-oh. See, we have to be first renewed. How do we be renewed? Well, the first reason is not to lose heart, right? We're not supposed to lose heart inner and outer within our relationship with God, with our relationship with people. Of course, every day we want to be like what? More like who? Christ. So we often focus on the external thing. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I feel the flag mm. coming. See, we want to look good, ripped abs, looking dapper like Coach Smalls, you know, all those things. You know, we want to have the outside looking good, but see our inside, our identity is found on the inside, not the outside. See, your inside is transformed. So when your heart is about to skip a beat or lose a beat, guess what? As you continue to download your relationship with God by talking to him, by reading the word of God, you will receive an internal makeover. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, okay, okay. I I feel a flag coming on. All right, Coach. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop. All right. All right, Coach. All right. Replay you, you have the floor. I just got another flag. Amen. Back to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good stuff, coaches. Good stuff. Coach Andy, you know, I, I happen to be looking at Romans chapter 5, 3 through 5. And, you know, this says a lot. And I want to read that. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And I'm reading out of the New King James today. And it says, not only that, but we also glorify in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not, not, I'm sorry, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. But Coach Lass. How do you have hope? This is what the guys are asking. How do you have hope when my wife says she wants a divorce? How do I have hope when they're telling me that I may have to quit my job? Come on, Coach. Let's get them straight. Coach Lass, talk to them. Well, uh, you know, our hope has to be in the Lord. Um, It's... uh, you know, I was quoting a scripture, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. you know, that God's plans for us are to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope in a future. And what happens is we get our eyes, you know, and, and it's just eyes on the world and the things. And, and we don't realize just how big our God is. He is able to do all things. I mean, you might. Uh, you know, the enemy goes around like a roaring lion looking to be made devouring. Um, so many times you'll hear a bad report, but we can refuse to accept that bad report. You know, we can trust in the Lord instead. Um, it's, uh, 
I know a lot of people don't think of that. They just when they hear a bad report, whether it be a medical thing or a divorce. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we only have so much we can do as far as influencing people, but God has all the power to influence uh, in heaven and earth. And as we make our request known to Him, He's faithful. And so our hope needs to be in the Lord. That is the only place, Amen. you know, like the anchor of a ship. You, you know, you have to anchor into a firm place. You just don't, uh, you know, you have to you know, place your anchor right, and you have to have a good anchor. And that's uh, anchor right. that we have as Christians is Christ and in the Lord. Amen. So if we, uh, uh, anywhere else, so we put our hope, even in relationships, in ourselves especially, because a lot of us put our faith in ourselves and our abilities. Um, you know, God's uh, um, able to do uh, exceedingly abundantly more than we can even hope or imagine. And so you can uh, uh, see an impossible situation, but we serve a God who is the God of the possible. Uh, he, uh, he makes the impossible possible. And so mm. uh, I just can't can't say enough how much people need to just plug into the God of the impossible, read and study his word, get that yeah. earlier, get that relationship with him, get spend yeah. time with him, get to know. You know, I, I was uh, meditating on it the other day how God is so much more concerned about a relationship with us than what we can do for him. And many Christians and new Christians want to rush out and get into ministry and do things and not spend the time with the Lord getting to know him. Because if you actually time getting to know him, you'll have a whole lot less troubles because as these things come up, and they will because Jesus tells us you'll have tribulations, but you will know where, you'll not just where to go, but you'll know that your God is bigger than all the problems. And uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's all about our perspective. <laughs> it is all about our perspective, like uh, Coach Coleman said. Back to you, Coach. Amen. Hallelujah, man. You guys are, are, are shaking and moving and cooking. You know, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have a Hall of Fame coach that just stepped in the building. So I know we must be on to something, some some yoke-breaking stuff. Now, we have one coach that's in the Hall of Fame coming to you today. And I'm going to put this question to you, Coach, then I'm going to get to you, Coleman, because I want to hear this uh, Coach Smalls take on this. Coach Smalls, I'm in James, chapter 1, 2 through 4. And you know what? The question came across the board, and I'm going to read this scripture to you. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Coach Small, the guy is asking if the Lord knows my faith, why I got to be tested. Uh-oh. What you got for him? So, man, so, 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 let, let me take a step back. Let me take a step. Let me just take a step back. Um, you know, a couple of times that uh, we gather in the locker room, we gather in the locker room before the game, 
and we gather in you know, the locker room at halftime. And sometimes, you know, in, in life, we are at that spot where it's halftime, and you go into halftime, and sometimes your knuckles will grab on the ground, you're complaining about the other team punching you, you know, playing dirty. And sometimes you're like, Coach, you know, you have a look in your eyes, and I don't know that I'm going to win. I don't know we're going to win. And the reason, and sometimes when we're not confident that we're going to win, that's the reason why we give up. We, we're not assured that tomorrow will be better than today. And therefore, we get discouraged. We're like, man, I, just, I, I, I don't know, Coach. I don't know if I can win. But we're here to tell you today that we win in the end because we flipped the script and looked at the end before the beginning, and we realized that we've won. But I believe that men, as men, we have to win every day. So you say, well, what's the win? That's a great question. I define win as what's important now. Again, the win is what's important <laughs> now, and you can win every single day because I believe that small victories actually combine and, and, uh, combine and compile to the end-of-the-game victory. So you say, well, we, where do we start? Well, as Coach D would say, we got to give you something tactical to put into your pocket. Well, number one, mm-hmm. I learned that Matthew 63 says to seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these Amen. things shall be added unto you. I've learned that sometimes when we're getting hit and sometimes we're up against the rope, uh, we've taken our eyes off of Jesus. That's not the first thing we do in the morning. The first thing sometimes we do in the morning is check our social posts. We check our Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, where if we miss the order. We understand that sequence does matter. So we have to, number one, Amen. we have to sequence the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things we had on to you. And I'll I tell you what, one of my, um, my previous benches in the job, he said, are you playing? Come on. I said, yeah, I'm playing. He said, what are you playing? I said, I'm playing in my car. You know, going to work. He said, that didn't count. He blew the whistle on me. He threw, a, he threw the penalty flag on me. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> he said, you know, that's, 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 kind of, that's kind of talk. That's like talking to your wife when you're driving the car. That's the thing. down looking at your wife giving her eyeball to eyeball undivided attention. And I learned this, Mark, this is another one you guys gotta you got to throw this in your pocket right here because, you know, we, we have to look at Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. And Mark mm-hmm. one thirty five in the ESV said, check this out, in rising very early in the morning. Some people say Come morning on. is eight o'clock. Well oh. listen on. While it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place where he prayed. So my thing is this. Some of you guys are night out. Some of you guys are early risers. But my thing is this. Jesus got up early, so I'm with the JT. That's just me. So he got up early in the morning while it was dark. I'm thinking that we need to get up early while it was dark. So you get up early when people are still sleeping. He will give you a vision. Matthew or Proverbs 29 says, without a vision, people perish. The reason why we, we were singing coach for men that win the game is because you lost your vision. But if you spend time mm. with the master sitting at his feet, he will give you a vision. Then the second part is that we have to realize that it's not going to happen over tight, overnight. Just because people go viral seemingly overnight right. doesn't mean that that's the will of God for your life. We have to understand that Psalm 3723 says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Emphasize the word step. Step is not a leap. It's not a jump. It's not a catapult, it's a step. The steps sometimes yeah. take multiple steps okay. to get there. And last but not least, faith, and as you were saying, that faith and patience, we obtain the promise. In Hebrews 6, says, and be not become sluggish, but imitate those who faith 
through faith and patience obtain and inherit the promise. So just a few, wow. a few steps. You said, yeah, get, your, get up early, get your vision, understand that it's going to take a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And through faith and through patience, we will obtain a promise. No, Mike, we will obtain a promise. Some pass Mike back to you guys real quick. Hey, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, Coach Small. That's our Hall of Fame coach. Coach Small decided to come in because, you know what? Let me tell you something. If you are a leader in the body of Christ, then you have to have your finger on the pulse of the condition and shape the men are today in the body of Christ. And I know Coach Small is, is he's real dynamic and he's real purposeful. And I know that he understands, like we understand, that we're not picking on you. We just want you to level up because, you know what, man, this is our watch. This is our legacy. This is our time in history. You're not going to get this time back. We want to make an impact while we're here. And we know sometimes asking these questions because, you know, these are questions you're not going to ask your pastor or your elder or your other brothers because these are questions that you have deep back in the recesses of your mind and you think about, why am I doing this? Why should I keep going? Why just don't quit? I can go back to drinking. I can go back to getting high. I can go back to chasing women. I can go back to these things because these things seem so much easier. I didn't even have the struggle. I didn't have the stress and weariness. You know, that's the questions that we're addressing and that we want to come against because those are the ones that are plaguing our men today, and that's why our men are not sustaining. And this is what we want to hit home today. Well, Coach Coleman, I didn't forget about you. We just brought Coach Coach Small in real quick. But, you know, Coach Coleman, and I kind of set the tone, and I kind of want you to follow up with that, see, because Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we not lose heart. Come on, let's tighten them up, Coach Coleman. How do I handle this weariness? How, I don't want to lose heart, but how do I handle it? Talk to him, Coach. There's another scripture that says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when it, see, most people stop there. They stop with the fact that it says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. You've got to continue to read the whole thing. Just like you can't do half a rep, you've got to do the whole rep. you got to finish the whole thing and I think that in essence is where we are in today's day and times that we try to cut things in half we want to take a pill to do this and take a pill to do that and you know the truth of the matter is is that we we can't take pills to get to where we have to go we have to be tried and tested and we have to get to the other side of hope maker the heart hope deferred maker the heart six but when it is fulfilled is a well of life there is a need Amen. for us to understand that there is a process. And our Coach Small hit it so hard and so dynamic, but this is a process. There, there is something that you have to get through to, uh, and, and God will continue to develop you into the next 
uh, to the next layer or level, excuse me, that you ought to be in. I will, I will say this to encourage you that it's been uh, uh, pretty much a, a long season for a lot of us to, to come out of COVID, right, to come through COVID, mm. to, to get through the right, season right. of COVID. And we've seen even science mature in order to get a resolution in place to try to bring about a remedy. And I'm telling you, it didn't happen overnight. You can't get the answer to complex situations overnight. You are, look, you are a child of God. And I do believe as much as the next, that there are some times where God just delivers you quickly. But then there are also times where God allows you to enjoy the journey and allow you to develop before your own eyes that you might be able to see that five years ago, you wouldn't be listening to this show. But here you are now. Five years ago, you wouldn't be able to say you're able to read your word as much as you do. But look at you now. And five years ago, wow. you probably just read your word. Now you're studying it. I think you hit on that before. you got to move from reading to studying. And once you move from just mm-hmm. reading to studying, it becomes a part of you. And once it becomes a part of you, you now shift from thinking like you used to think to thinking like God thinks. Because, because what God is doing, he's bringing you out of the foolishness you were in and bringing you into the wisdom that you ought to have been in. So I'm just going to Come say on. specifically, not don't want to take a whole lot of time, but it is, it is paramount to our, to, our, uh, to our belief structure, to us seeing the, the reward at the end, that we continue to hold out and believe God for his very word, because he says he watches over his word to perform it. So how about this? The God that set the heavens and the earth and the sky by his word, if he could do that by his word, can he not? Can he not deliver you by a word that's spoken? There's another one that says specifically that he sent his word and he healed him. There is a need for us to understand that the very word of God framed the world you're sitting in. Mm. So if the word of God framed the world you're in, can he not frame the world that you frame your next day that's about to come? So I say take joy and believe God will deliver you. Just like, again, I go back to those Hebrew boys. He brought them out. But look, how about this? I want to show you something real quick, and I'm going to get out the way. Not only did on. he, we talk about how he delivered them out of the fiery furnace, but because of their faithfulness, and they said we will believe God anyway if he doesn't deliver us, that's faith. But because they stood firm, not only did he deliver them from the fiery furnace, but because of their faith, they got elevated. They got elevated mm-hmm. because of their faith that the king would say, everybody serves the God they serve. Everybody, else. and they got promoted. So I'm going to tell you right now, it may seem hot. It may seem, look like, mm-hmm. it may look like you mm-hmm. might even lose your life, let alone your job or your wife. But you got to hold on to God because everything else is shaky, baby. Mm. So you got to hold on to God, and he will, he will restore. So back to you. Amen, amen, hallelujah. I know this, this is going to get, this is going to get heated up. This is going to, uh. Number 56 on the offense. You know, uh, and we're really going to get there because, you know what, this is what's needed, guys. And, and all right, coaches have been hammering and hammering and hammering, but I wanted you, each and every one of you listening here today, get a pencil and a piece of paper because it's time to take notes. 
This isn't just some we come talk to you pep talk. This is a training session today because I think it's really important that we get these things down, and I want you to have this that you can work on it through the upcoming week until we get together again so we can see the progress and the fruit of what is being said and what you're going to do in the upcoming weeks. See, there are some factors, and I, and I don't know if you caught all what the coaches were saying. There's some factors, underlying factors, that raises that question, why shouldn't I quit? Why, it's just so hard. Why shouldn't I quit? And one, and I want you to write this down, the number one factor is discouragement. Discouragement. Mm. And then what happens is, now listen, listen close. Once discourage, discouragement sets in, it leads to and, recre- and creates broken focus. That is the killer. That is why you want to quit. Coach Coleman hit it on the head. If I can't focus, here, let's go to the word. Let's go to the word. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 16. I'm sorry, chapter 15 and verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. This is the one I want you to highlight, write down, and underline. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, focused, immovable, determined, always abounding in the work of the Lord, doing what you do, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Knowing your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, if I allow discouragement to really set in and I don't come against it, when it tries to flow over me, then what happens is that discouragement leads to broken focus. I can't see the promises of God without bro- with broken focus. I can't. How can I see there's a brighter day when all hell is on top of me now? How mm. can I see the promises in the future God, Jesus died for and planned out for me if I can't get a break right now. Mm. So that is the thing that we want to come against. Broken focus. Broken focus. Because what happens is uh, with, with, with broken focus, you know how it was. And, and, and coaches, coaches, we all knew how it was. You know, when you first got saved and you first, you first were out there with all that passion you had, you wanted to preach. You was preaching to the walls, the clock, the TV. You was preaching to everybody. Guys out there, when you first decided you were going to turn your life around, you told everybody about this man, Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago. Now that same passion is waning. You find it even hard and difficult to pray now. You find it hard and difficult to even read now. You're going through and you're trying to to make and force things to happen, thinking that you're going to see better results. 
because of this. That's the thing that causes discouragement. And coach, let's break this down for him. And I and I think Coach Coleman hit it earlier and, and Coach Newton that when we don't see the expected results, when when we don't we you know that there was a movement going around years ago naming and claiming, you know, folks was running around laying their hands on Mercedes and Cadillacs and praying and doing all they could and then still ain't driving a Mercedes or a Cadillac. That'll kill your focus. Or, now this is a big one. This is a big one. And we're going to touch on that. When we feel people don't appreciate our efforts, when we feel like people aren't acknowledging what we're doing. See, and, and, and that goes back to that maturity level, coaches. Who are we doing it for? <laughs> Who are we really doing it for? Discourage me, Coach Newton. You've been there. I've been there, definitely. How can we reel this thing back? How can we get back that focus we need? Go ahead, sir. Talk to us. Well... First off, we need to understand and assess our degrees of commitment. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with this one. Uh, I would say that to a degree that some of our commitment has pretty much unqualified us, uh, like you said, to name it and claim it, it didn't come. Uh, you you did all you could. You sold. You mowed the church's lawn five times a week, and you did all of the things so they can just notice you. See, we have levels of commitment and when those levels are broken uh oh we get discouraged now we need to understand what outweighs the importance like we're so caught up on pleasing folk that we totally lose the commitment that we have with God uh oh. I I I wanna be like Coach D and spit out verses every five seconds, but I lack cause I only know one. So I get discouraged. Oh, I wanna be deep like Coach Coleman. He just philosophizes it and he breaks it down and he makes it common for me to understand even somebody with just a third grade education but why can I do it discouragement or the hall of fame coach coach smalls uh, I'm picking on him today uh don't beat me up coach but uh, the way he's able to execute the plays put it on the chart board you know what position you are in he's able to make the lines and make the plays and execute each man on that chalkboard well we used chalkboard when we were growing up but now they use 
dry erase boards, and now they do tablets now, so we got fancy. But see, my point is this. We want to compare ourselves to other people. And I said this this morning. We want to put a counterfeit anointing on someone else's purpose. Uh Uh-oh. And you wonder why we feel discouraged. You wonder why that we feel weak in the knees. You wonder why that I want to quit and my strength has failed because I'm comparing my faith to someone else. Now, when you have a relationship with God, you have to understand one thing. He knows what you lack. You ain't right. got to tell everybody now. Now, there may be some people you can confide in that can help you pump yourself back to where you need to be spiritually because sometimes mm-hmm. when you stop working out, you develop this thing called fat, right? So when you mm. are not working out <laughs> and when you're not staying on the diet, uh-oh, you tend to get fatigued out of shape, you can't fit your uniform, all this stuff ends up happening. It's a spiral effect. So how do we get back to that? How can we just not quit? Even when I put all the work in, stop comparing yourself to someone else. Stop wasting your life comparing your anointing to someone else. Stop wasting your life and your time trying to compare yourself to someone else that may have a acclimate higher than yours. That doesn't make you dumb. You know, you should know your lane. How do you know your lane? Right. By having relationship with Jesus Christ. That way he can Amen. give you your lane, give you your intellect, give you give you your acclimate, give you your right size and your right diet to get you back into shape and I guarantee you you will live a whole lot longer in the spirit and you'll be able to knock over those defenders that get in your way every time they attack your family your home your wife, your kids your job, etc. I'm about to get kicked out the game yeah, okay all right. I guess uh, I, I need to lead the game. So, Coach D, uh, I've been kicked out. I'm done. <laughs> hey, man, good stuff. Good stuff, Coach. Good stuff. We love you. You know, I, I think we really hit something here in discouragement because I think that all of us have – encountered a degree of discouragement, but it's not really having the feeling or the view of discouragement. It's not even allowing it to make home. It's not even allowing it to come and set up shop. See, because when you let it set up shop, it has a tendency all the time to take focus. See, because, you know, the, the focus, if you can't stay focused, you can't stay productive. You can't do the things that you need to do. The thing that we're talking about is focus. I'm not talking about ADD or any of the other things that that, that plague us. I'm talking about having focus 
of wanting to spend purposeful time in the Word in a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? Me and the coaches uncovered some of the tactics that the opposing team and the enemy, uh, the opposing team and the enemy wants to put to get discouragement instituted in your life. See, and that's the thing that I'm learning about the enemy is that he'll sow little seeds different places, or he'll he'll try to put things different places in your life that he can always go back and trigger and try to pop off. But we're going to come against each and every uh, tactic that he has against your life, your family's life, and your, your, your lineage. We come against all of that right now in the name of Jesus. And I want you to turn to third Colossians, the third chapter in Colossians, verse 21. See, and, and this is where it starts. It says, Father, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Now, I want to talk to the fathers out there, or the ones that may soon to be fathers. The thing about your children is you always have to mean what you say and say what you mean. Don't promise to go to Disneyland if you're not going to do it. Don't give them these things that may set up discouragement in their life growing up. See, because that's what the enemy wants, and then he's going to utilize that as when they become adults to keep them away from where their purpose and destiny is in the body of Christ because he's taking their focus and playing on this thing called discouragement. See, because discouraged children go up to be discouraged adults. And Coach Andy, this is an experience I see all the time. We see it in the marketplace. We see it in the workplace where people just are so discouraged they have no hope whatsoever. What would you tell them, Coach? Talk to them. Yes, sir. Coach D, uh, really, I think it does have to do kind of with this theme of uh, our identity. And, uh, you know, uh, when – in this verse here where it talks about fathers embittering your children, uh, instead of speaking life and in speaking, uh, um, you know, good things, telling them who they are um, and who they can be. And oftentimes they'll uh, uh, discourage them and talk down to them. And, you know, Amen. I'm just, uh, to me, where we get our identity is so important. And uh, I That's love good. the book of Ephesians because that really tells us so much about our identity in Christ. That book, if you Amen. could just, uh, I encourage new believers and people who just want to uh, realize their true identity. You know, God's not like a, some of us have had a bad earthly father who spoke and embittered us, but we have a heavenly father who speaks blessing and life to us. And, you know, it tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, um, verse 6, this is where God has placed us. He's raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And this is why he did that. So that in the coming ages, which is now, <clears throat> he may show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to us in kindness in Jesus Christ. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. That's 
who we are. And why are we that? Because we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good work. Those things that, that, you know, so you wonder, what am I supposed to do? Well, this is it. You're created by God to do good works that God prepared in advance for you to do. Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verse 10. So, I mean, you just, Mm -hmm. if you, a lot of times what happens is we get discouraged because we forget who we are. You were predestined in Christ. You were created before God even formed you in your mother's womb. He had a work for you to do, created you with that. And he's prepared in advance for you to do it. And all we have to do is not stress and worry about trying to do it ourselves, but just put our faith in him and let him lead us. You know, it's like sometimes we pray, Lord, I want to minister instead of, Lord, mold me into a minister. Create in me that minister. Because what happens is we want to try to do it on our own instead of resting and letting the Lord do it in us. And, you know, one of the ways he brings us into ministry, makes us good ministers, is in that trials and tribulations and persecution and those things that trip <laughs> up to be a good minister. You know, when uh, Coach Coleman was talking earlier about the three Hebrew boys, I just, uh-huh. uh, whenever I think about that lately, I think about how God didn't save them from the fiery furnace. And so often right. Christians pray that God would keep us from things. And but we don't understand that actually that is where we become, um, what God wants us to be is in that fiery furnace in the lion's den. So if we keep our eyes on Christ, understanding that we are created for good works and that we have a loving Father who's prepared in advance for us everything we need to do, it's just it's all about our identity. Back to you, Coach. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, this is this is so essential. This is what we're talking about today is so essential. And, you know, you got to get a hold of this, man. If you're tired of being sick and tired, you've got to get a hold of this today. Because, see, what we're telling you today, me and the coaches, and I said earlier in the broadcast that it's real and it's personal because we've all experienced a piece of this. You know, you may sit here and think, oh, okay, that's Coach D, Coach Newton, Coach Last, Coach Coleman, and Coach Small. They got it all together. They didn't have to go through nothing. They just they just come out. They've been saved from the cradle to the grave. They, they didn't ever endure some of the stuff I had to go through. No, you're wrong. We've all got a backstory. We've all had our issues in our tribes. That's why we can come to you today, like Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. That word all includes everything. And a lot of times what I want to touch on before I move on to this next piece of discouragement, and Coach Andy hit it on the head, Knowing who you are now in Christ, and part of that knowing who you are in Christ means cutting loose who you used to be. See, you can't bring who you used to be in this thing. You got to cut him loose. You got to kill him. You got to leave him back there dead. See, because he wants to 
to, to share the glory with you, and he has no glory to be shared in this because I am a new creature. I'm a new creature now. All, all, all things are passed away. I am new now, and this old man can't come along for the ride. Because we left him long, long, long time ago. I don't care if it was yesterday. We left him back there. Because he brings along discouragement with him. See, because as you look at him, and you can't compare it to the new you and expect to have focus. He's done with. He's over with. This scripture, all things work together for the good. That's not talking to that old man. That's talking to the new creation who you are today. And if you're not saved, I encourage you to get saved. Romans 10, 9, and 10, you need to go through that and ask Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior. We didn't say it was going to get easy, but we said you're going to grow through it. Each one of the coaches here today, they didn't have an easy road, but they grew through it. And that's the key. That's the key. See, the thing, the thing we we uh, we we want to do, and we continually want to do, um, is is keep keep that focus. But Coach Coleman, Coach Coleman, discouragement. And I wanted to read this scripture, First Thessalonians. Uh, 5 and 11, it says, Therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are also are doing. And you know, Coach Coleman, this is the thing that, that I see. This art is lost in the body of Christ. Now, before you get started, you might want to go lock the doors because they're going to come pounding on your doors. What has happened? Why can't we encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ why do we continue to cannibalize them and not encourage them? Get this discouragement out the room. Come on, Coach. You got the floor. Uh, we lost them, Coach. Amen. Amen. Well, Coach Newton, pick that one up for him then. What has happened? Why can't we encourage one another? Why we feel like we got to cannibalize one another? And what is happening? Why is this thing lost in the body of Christ today? Come on, talk we, to him. Because we forgot how to love. Uh-oh. Mm. I'm in trouble with that one. See, isn't the greatest commandment that we read in the word, isn't it a four-letter word called love? Um, I thought so But see Again We're so Chasing after the brass Ring Trying to be The head of the table Try to be the end all Be all Try to be the superman We try to be the flash We try to be everybody See that's the problem We're too busy Throwing that Haterade at each other But see This is a technique I've learned Coach D Is that The more haterade People been giving me In the last year and a half It turned into Gatorade 
and it's perfect for this setting because, of course, we need Gatorade to continue to go on in the game, right? It keeps us hydrated. It keeps our electrolytes even so we can perform at top level. So when we are experiencing the haterade, what I've learned, I've taken all of the negative and asked God, hey, look, God, is this really true about me? Is this really how you see me? Now, this, again, you got to have a relationship with God and be real with him. And sometimes he'll expose some things that you may not like, but that's how you get stronger. That's how you get more bolder. Your level of pain, your threshold for adversity will become more and more thick. Why? Because you've been through the press. You have built based on what was wrong with you you use god's love to co-sign it you also Mm -hmm. was humble enough to be real with yourself that uh, maybe i need to love more or maybe i need Mm -hmm. to reach out to my brother more maybe i need to just show up and just help him out because i know that he's having a hard time. See, these things we forgot about. Like over the years, we've lost consideration. And I know Coach Last can attest to this, how over the years that we've gotten so selfish, we don't even want to come and help rake the leaves no more. As long as it's wow. benefiting me, Coach, I rather go when I feel like it or when it's going to benefit me or you're going to give me my that a boy sticker or medal or announce it on the PA that brother that coach Newton came over to my house on Saturday and he raked the leaves, he mowed the lawn and we went fishing after See, we want all this accolade, but see, if Jesus, we got to think about this. If Jesus was all about the accolades and the glory and it's all about me and you guys, y'all going to just deal with what you deal with. I'm the son of God. I'm not going to hang on this tree for you. So you know what? I'm going to take my one ticket. Back to heaven, forget y'all, peace out. I'm going to sit on my throne with my daddy, and I'm out. But mm. did he do that? Mm. No. He showed selfless love. His body was under so much duress because he mm. felt things. He started sweating blood. It's the stress. Mm. He was not built for that. But what happened? He went through the process. He went to his father and asked him if this cup Mm -hmm. can be passed. 
let it pass, but let your will be done. And when he said that, a strength came upon him, and he was able to endure the punishment that he endured. He still had to be nailed on the cross, and he was still crucified, whipped and beat. And through all that stuff, we got a nerve to want to quit. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm about to Personal foul. Yeah, okay. I'm Number sorry. 56 on the offense. I'm out. I'm out the game again. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got kicked out the game again. So, back to you. Hey, man, good stuff, good stuff. You know, man, that, that, that's good, you know. And, and I think, Coach Andy, you know, I was – I prayed that today, you know. I got this little thing I got from Mighty Men's Training Institute called ACTS, and that's how I pray. It's affirmation, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. ACTS. And I think one of the things when I was thank, doing my Thanksgiving part of that, that little prayer uh, was, do we really understand what was done for us in Jesus giving his life for us that we can be encouraged to know that he conquered everything? And you know, Coach Andy, that was a Heavy, heavy thought. And I'm just sitting there driving. I was going, wow. And I think that goes back to that identity piece that you talked about that's in the book of Ephesians, that do we really understand the price that was paid so we can be encouragement and discouragement has no home. It can't set up shop. How can I, Coach Andy, tell the guys here that to let them understand what was paid for them, the price that was paid for them to keep them encouraged? How can I tell them that, Coach Andy? Talk to them for a minute. Well, uh, Coach D, the, uh, um, you know, uh, really going back to Isaiah, this will bring you back to the Old Testament, um, uh-huh. And uh, Isaiah 53 um, tells us a lot about what uh, it was the Lord endured for us, but it also gives us hope because it tells us not just what He was afflicted with, but what He did for us. You know, um, Isaiah 53 is one of the best scriptures I could think of for that. You know, it says here He was despised. And rejected in verse 3 Of men A man of sorrows Acquainted with grief And You know And why did he Do that Because He took all of that Rejection And this, um, Being despised On himself So that We don't have to have that You know Amen. He was uh, Oppressed He was wounded For our transgressions Bruised for our iniquities um, And Verse 5 has always been, you know, when I, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. That means if you don't have peace, it's because you're not walking in what he gave, because the chastisement or the assault of on your peace 
was upon Jesus. And so he took Mm -hmm. that. So, uh, you know, um, he, uh, he did all of this. And as, uh, um, coach Coleman said, you know, he, uh, um, prayed and even sweated blood, you know, did all this for us. We, uh, um, you know, we need to remind ourselves what price was paid for that. But then, like I say, the reason he did that for the joy set before him, he endured that. And, uh, that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is Christ knew that he had to pay this price before the earth was even created. And he, mm-hmm. uh, he knew we were going to fall short and knew he was going to, uh, um, pay the price and intercede for us. And yet he went through that to give us all of this back, all that we had lost in the Garden of Eden. He gave it back to us. And now we Amen. are, as I said in Ephesians 2, we're seated with him in heavenly realms. That we have wow. every spiritual. We go to Ephesians chapter 1, it's even uh, verse 3, it tells us, Praise to the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have every spiritual blessing, but that was Amen. paid for in Isaiah 53, that Lord and Savior who humbly came out of heaven and said, I yes. love you so much. I'm going to give, yeah. I'm going to pay the ultimate price so you can walk yeah. in Ephesians 1 verse 3. And so it's all tied together, though, but it's all through suffering. And for us to attain it, though, this is where we get our identity. Your flesh will never walk in this. It is in our spirit as we, as we die to self and take up the, and are born again, alive in Christ Jesus. Back to you, Coach. Sub Coach, I love it. I love it. I love it. That is the thing that... that that they need because you know sometimes we forget about that sometimes we do go on in life we're just going from conference to conference from uh, meeting to meeting and oftentimes we do We, we we don't sit back and reflect on what was paid for me to come to the table here you know it's just like any other um um Thing that in life, you know, whether someone pays for you to go to the game or, or you go out to eat and they say, don't worry about it, I got this, you know, you you, you kind of get a, a understanding of what that is. But, do you, you know, just the thought of what was paid that I shall not experience death, what was paid that I shall always have, that I'll have eternal life, what was paid that I can be reconciled to the Father? What was actually paid for me? You know, this just ain't no dry cleaning bill. This was Jesus giving his life that you don't have to put on this thing called discouragement. There's hope. It's a new you. There are things that you have privy to now that you didn't have before because he paid the price. And let me tell you how special you are. See, because the ones that, you know, like in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, Andy, uh, Coach Andy was talking about, Coach Lass was talking about, you know, those guys in the Old Testament didn't even, they 
not a lot of them was afforded what you have today, which is in salvation in Jesus Christ. You know, it wasn't to his death, burial, and resurrection that we had that ability to go to the Father on behalf of ourselves. We, we didn't have that, but he paid the price for that. He paid the price that you could have opportunities. He paid the price that you could have um, uh, um, um, uh, a, a pathway that wasn't didn't exist before him. Only Adam experienced a little bit of it. And after Adam got kicked out of the garden, that was it until Jesus came. But he came and gave his life for you. So that ought to give you hope today. That should break off that discouragement to say, look, Jesus paid the price for me. And these are some of the things that we want to leave you with before we leave here today because I do want you to be encouraged. We know that things are tough out there. We're still human. Me and the coaches are still in this world. We go to work every day. We, we do these things. We have to wake up every faith every day just like you. And Jesus promised us, he said in, 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 in uh, John, I think it was, uh, let me go back to my notes, John, and that's why I wanted you to write it down, John chapter 16, verse 33. He says, I'm telling you this. I already know this. I've been here. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I know that there's going to be tribulations here. How did he know? Because he went through them. But he said, be of good cheer. I'm going to give you this peace. And see, and that's the key, what we're talking about, that peace can only be experienced by being focused. You're not going to experience that peace with broken focus because you'll never see it. And I want to leave you with a few things. To leave you encouraged Psalms 9 Psalms chapter 9 9 and 10 And I want you to write these down I want you to memorize them I want you to, to get to them Because you're going to need them Psalms 9, 9 and 10 The Lord also will be a refuge For the oppressed A refuge in the time of trouble And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Now, I wanted to read that scripture because I wanted to put the misnomers down. I wanted to tear the lie up. If you're active, that's why when we started this program, and I made the, the statement, but coach, I'm reading the word. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. But I'm still going through. Yeah, you're going to go through, but there's a difference. See, in the scripture, it says, the Lord, for the for you, the Lord have not forsaken those who seek you. Now, let's look at that word real quick before we leave. Seek. Seek means an earnest desire. An earnest desire. That is what we want you to build. We don't want you to build routine. We don't want you to build duty. We want you to build an earnest desire. 
for the Lord. And he will not let you down. Not saying it's going to be any easier. Not saying that things will slack up. But we will say you will grow through the process. Just like Coach Andy put it out there. God didn't deliver the, the three Hebrew boys from the furnace. He could have just obliterated the furnace right there in front of them, in front of everyone. But no, he allowed them to go in the furnace so he could go in there with them. You may be in a furnace right now, but allow God to come in with you and shelter you. How do you do that? Earnestly seek him. Desire. Seek him. Now when you read the word, look to get something out of it. Take notes. Don't just read it. Learn it. Don't just page through it. Spend some time in it. If you have to read the same verse over two or three different times before you get an understanding, then do it. Purposeful. We got to get discouragement out the room. Because, see, discouragement is the one that's been holding you back. And we want to get him out the room. You know, guys, there's hope. Because there's, there's Jesus. There's always going to be hope. And I want to get into this next piece, but I'm going to just have to tell you to tune into our next uh, our next show because we're still going to be on this thing. We're still going to hit this thing hard. Why shouldn't I quit? I've been doing everything you asked me to do. Why shouldn't I quit? Because there's some other factors we need to uproot. But those are my Parting words. Coach Newton, you got any parting words you'd like to leave, guys, before we get back on the field? Well, I just want to encourage someone because, yeah, it's very easy, especially when you've been hurt a lot or you've been always defending your manhood or defending yourself all the time. Okay, y'all telling me all this stuff, but y'all don't understand my struggle. Well, we definitely understand your struggle. We have different generations that are the coaches here. We've all grew up differently. We all had different upbringings, different struggles, different pains. Fathers, no fathers, both parents, no parents, one parent. See, As you grow and mature in this relationship with God, yes, it looks like everything in your life, it gets messed up or it seems harder or whatever. But I challenge you that the more you seek him, the stronger you'll become and you'll realize, even if you may have failed the first test or the third or the fifth, some of us failed probably all 20 of them. I, but it was on the Amen. 21st test that I passed, and that's what Amen. God looks for. Not yeah. the speed, but the recovery. I'm Coach Chris, Come on. and I'm out. Amen, amen. Coach Andy, you got any parting words? 
to the guys before we get back on the field. Hey, Coach, I just uh, remind them of uh, Hebrews 11, verse 6. It said that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So just diligently seek him, and uh, he promises that if you seek him, he will be found. God bless. Amen. Well, hey, we are always excited and glad you chose to join us today in the locker room. This is a place where we ask the hard stuff. We get down to the gritty stuff. We talk about the stuff that nobody wants to talk about that really affects us all. And we're thankful that you tuned in. Go check out our other series. We have them cataloged just about on every streaming platform out there. And I will say this, coming soon, coming soon, we are going virtual with a YouTube channel. So you'll be able to find us there as well. But um, I'm going to let Coach Newton come on real quick to tell you the ways you can listen before we get out of here, if you just happen to tune in to us today. Can you talk to him real quick, Coach? Yes, sir. So, of course, the locker room with Coach D comes on every second and fourth Saturday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also listen to us on Block Talk Radio at TPV Radio. You can also listen to us on Spotify. Yeah, we're on there. Live 365, we're on there. You can also listen to us on our own app. You can go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can click the link that says the locker room as well. You can download it on your mobile devices. You can take it wherever you want to go. We're also on streaming on all NTV, that's on Roku Channel and Apple TV. We're also streaming on, on Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel, which is the Thomas Voice Radio Network. So we got a lot of places, a lot of time, a lot of stuff, so there's no way you can miss us. If you like watching us, we got you covered. If you like listening to us, we got you covered. So that's my spiel. Back to you. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, God bless you. We love you. We're glad you tuned in. And catch us next time. If not, catch us out there on one of your streaming platforms. And we will continue to fight. So you are great. You are a champion. We'll see you soon. God bless. Love you. Bye. TPV Radio, Colleen, Texas.